It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. The idea of allowing oneself to receive that which they've earned through providing value to the marketplace seems obvious and intuitive. Yet, how often does that not happen like it should? When that's the case, the best question to ask yourself is, am I even open to it? We'll discuss that in our Thought of the Day. And later in today's interview, Randy Gage is one man who has without question overcome the negative memes regarding prosperity and lives a life of abundance like few others. He'll share with us some of the lies about prosperity that hold people back and how to overcome them. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. In The Go-Giver, the fifth and final law is the law of receptivity, which says that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. In the story, Pindar, the main mentor, asks Joe to breathe out and hold that outgoing breath to the count of 30. Joe tries, but in a very quick period of time, runs out of breath. It's obvious that he's struggling, and Pindar says, What's the matter, Joe? Can't do it? Joe says, No, I can't just breathe out. I've got to breathe in as well. And Pindar jokingly replies, Joe, what if I was to tell you that it's been medically proven that it's actually healthier to breathe out than it is to breathe in? Joe just laughs. He says, You can't do one or the other. You've got to do both. You've got to breathe out and breathe in. Exactly. You breathe out, you breathe in. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. You breathe out, which is giving. You breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work best in tandem. In fact, to focus on just one while trying to minimize the other is really an exercise in futility, because every giving is made possible only because it's also a receiving. And every receiving is made possible only because it's also a giving. The key goes back to focus. Focus on the giving. Focus on the giving. And allow the receiving. See, so long as you're focused on the giving of value to others, you've earned the right to receive. Not the entitlement to receive, the right to receive. Then you've got to simply allow yourself to receive it. Now, if you're not allowing yourself to receive, you've got to ask yourself, why not? And most likely, it has to do with an unconscious, unhealthy relationship with money or an unconscious worthiness issue. I stress that either one is unconscious because, well, it practically always is. Once you know that it's there, now you're in a position to be able to deal with it in a positive and practical way. My upcoming guest is going to provide you with some fantastic insight in this regard. Are you a paid professional speaker or would like to become one? Perhaps you've attained success as a CEO, a manager, or leader, or have had a fantastic career in sales and now want to share your wisdom with others and from the stage. Apply to become a member of our team of certified Go-Giver speakers where you'll have access to and be fully trained on my materials from my close to 30 years in this business. You'll also learn how to market and sell yourself as a paid professional speaker. 
If you can see yourself sharing with audiences ranging from 50 to 15,000 and would like to earn a great income while doing what you love and really making a difference, then get more information by visiting www.gogiverspeaker.com. Gogiverspeaker.com. If you like what you see, apply and begin the conversation, and let's see if we're a match. He grew up poor in an emotionally unhealthy environment. By the time he was in his teens, he was in jail for committing armed robbery. He was addicted to drugs, began a business, and lost that business. He was shot and left for dead. This guy's been through the ringer, but he made a decision, and that was that if he didn't want to stay in a poverty mindset, he was going to have to learn, study, and practice the principles of abundance, and he did. He's now happy, healthy, wealthy, and a great guy. He's author of a number of books, uh, including an entire series on prosperity, uh, the book Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Be Smart, Healthy, and Rich, the New York Times bestseller Risky is the New Safe, and his newest is Mad Genius, a manifesto for entrepreneurs, and it's another example of Randy Gage brilliance. Be sure and subscribe to his prosperity blog at randygage.com blog and subscribe to his Prosperity TV channel on YouTube and his almost daily, practically daily, Prosperity Scopecast. And if I may suggest, don't miss a post or an episode. He's that good. We're talking today with Randy Gage. Randy, welcome. As always, Mr. Berg, it is a delight and a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, you recently did a fantastic Prosperity TV broadcast where you looked at the seven biggest lies about prosperity. Uh, very briefly, please share those with us. Yeah, I was looking at core foundational beliefs we get that cause us maybe to self-sabotage our results, not attempt things, do things that really hurt our chances for prosperity, health, happiness. So that's what led me to that. And I came up with seven core foundational beliefs that are really insidious. And number one on the list is it is spiritual to be poor. And I should probably combine that with number two on the list, which is it's spiritual to suffer. Because there's so much programming about this in society that uh, it's noble to be poor, it's spiritual to be poor, the poor people are going to get into heaven, the rich people are evil. That's, there's, there's literally millions of memes like that circulating around the planet. And it, it, if you buy into those beliefs, it causes you to sabotage. Third thing, you want me to just jump through these more? Sure. Go, okay. Sure, so, go right ahead. Yeah, number three was money is finite. Very bad belief to have. Money is just a, a trading mechanism. In other mm -hmm. words, it's easier to use money as a, as a transactional thing tool as opposed to saying, well, I've got four coconuts, you've got a sheep. Uh, this lady gives massages. I, if I give you this many coconuts, can you trade the sheep for the mangoes for the massage for the car you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the more value you create the more money comes your way so money love hugs any form of true prosperity is always infinite mm. yeah so now if we uh uh and that's really important because we're talking about the law of receptivity and 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 that's really important to understand that 
these important prosperity things are infinite. So you will be receptive to them. Mm -hmm. uh, number four belief, uh, dangerous belief, is you have a right to an education or you have a right to a job or you have a right to a home. Um, you look on the, uh, you know, the American uh, electoral process right now, we've got a socialist running for president. And people take him very seriously. And he's doing mm -hmm. rallies and 10,000 people show up. And uh, he calls it uh, democratic socialism. And he would probably have a lot of these beliefs. He'd say, everybody's entitled to, you have, they have a right to an education. They have a right to a job, a right. But that's not true. Because if you say everyone has a right to an education, then you say, well, who pays the teachers? Who pays for the schools? Who pays for the textbook? What about the people who don't have money for teacher school? Well, then where do we get that? And the answer is, well, you take it from the people who have it. And uh, you at the point of a gun, if necessary, because it's got to be fair. It's got to be equitable. And you understand that's incongruent with the principles of prosperity. Uh, now, in an enlightened society, I think we should strive that everyone has the opportunity to get an education. Everyone has the opportunity to get a job. Everybody has the opportunity to own a home. But you can't say these are human rights because they're not, because you can't guarantee them to other people without infringing on the rights of other humans. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you well know, because you're, you're very congruent in the philosophy that you live by, uh, if you want to live a healthy, happy, prosperous life, you have to live by a congruent philosophy. Uh, so number five, biggest lie, money doesn't buy happiness. Um, now, I'm going to be right up front and say it's true. Money does not buy happiness. But why I say it's one of the greatest prosperity lies is because nobody looks at the other side and says, well, poverty doesn't buy happiness either, <laughs> right? So what money and material things do is they allow us to express ourselves. Mm. And that can make us very, very happy. Um, so that's uh, why I throw that in there because it's just one of those you know, you hear it a million times a year. Well, money doesn't buy happiness, you know. But, okay, what is the, let's take it to its next logical conclusion. Where does that direct us? And we understand that's that's really not a helpful belief to have. Right. Well, several, several of these points would be uh, controversial in nature if people just looked at the surface of it. So you got to dig deep and check premises and and ask, well, you know, discuss further and say, what does he really mean by this? What does right. it really mean? Right. Because again, on the surface, you say, well, yeah, that's true. Money doesn't buy happiness. Okay. But if we just let that lay there like that, that isn't going to take us to where we want to be. Exactly. Number six big lie is rich people think about money all the time. Or rich people only think about money. And as somebody who has been very, very poor for a long, long time, and now somebody who's been very, very rich for a long time, uh, I can tell you, Poor people think about money all the time. And my experience was when I was broke, that's all I could think about. And now that I've become fairly wealthy, I very seldom think about money. But this is one of those 
pejorative expressions we love to do because that takes us back to number one and number two is we can say, yeah, those rich people, they think about money all the time because then it makes us feel noble and spiritual. And that's not a belief that's going to serve us. And number seven, the biggest lie of all prosperity is I'm not worthy. Mm. And as you know, there's just so much insidious, pervasive programming and memes and the data sphere, organized religion, governments, social media, so many of these uh, memes about you're not worthy, you don't deserve it, or you don't, you know, you don't get it in this existence. You're supposed to uh, pay penance through all your lifetime now, and then if you're good, you're going to get it in the afterlife. And that is really a very sick, twisted, dysfunctional belief to have. And if you have it, you got to blow it up, eviscerate it as quick as you can. Because you are worthy. You're meant to be healthy and happy and prosperous. And anything that separates you from being healthy, happy, and prosperous is not natural. It's not your natural state. It's dysfunctional, and you've got to get away from that. So let's look at that. Let's say a person, and, and this is a person who has provided lots of value to the marketplace, lots of value to others. They've earned They've earned the right to receive, uh, not the entitlement to, but the right to because of what they have they've given and provided in terms of value. Uh, and they have a, an unhealthy relationship with money or, a, like you said, a self-worth issue. It's been unconscious, but now they're starting to, to look at this uh, a bit and they've moved it from unconscious to conscious. Now, at my speaking engagements, when we get into this, I tell my audience the next step to take to prosperity consciousness is studying Randy Gage. But if someone says to you, okay, Randy, what what's my next step? Uh, so where do they begin? What do they need to know to begin that very important and necessary shift to money consciousness? Well, it's funny because I say the same thing. I say, study Randy Gage. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you. Uh, but seriously, what I say is, hey, go to youtube.com forward slash Randy Gage. That's my prosperity TV channel. And watch a show every day for 60 days. Uh, go to my blog and, and read five blogs a week for two months, something like that. In other words, we have to, th this step you mentioned, going from the unconscious to conscious, that's a huge step. I really believe that's 80% or more of the, the challenge is just actually becoming aware to it, to, to realize, oh yeah, I, I really have labored my entire life under the belief that it's spiritual to be poor. Uh, or I've spent 50 years on this planet thinking that uh, I'm a noble person because I suffer and I'm poor. And I just recognize that that belief has kept me miserable for 50 years and I need to eviscerate it. So that's a huge, huge step. So anybody who's on this, listening to this, I mean, it's, that's a, if you get there, when you get there, that's a really big step. But then the next step is counter-programming all of this other negative programming, which is that money is bad, 
rich people are evil. It's spiritual to be poor. It's noble to be poor. To be a good mommy or a, a good daddy, you need to be poor. Um, and if you see these messages, you know, when you're watching a TV show or reading a, a newspaper, if anyone does that anymore, or reading something online where you hear about the um, the the typical CEO who does this or that, I mean, you know, it's saying, wait a second, why is that the way it, it, it supposedly always is? Is it? Who says? Right, because again, there's it's this pejorative slant on it that is baked in the cake because all of these editorial writers and bloggers and YouTubers and TV stars and people who write movie scripts and TV scripts and all of the novels and, and pop culture, they're infected with these memes too. And they haven't moved it from unconscious to conscious. They don't even uh, know it's there. So they follow these timeless thing of the little guy fighting the forces of evil and <laughs> evil, greedy, mean people and the evil, greedy companies who want to rape and pillage and plunder the earth and exploit the indigenous people. So whether it's uh, uh, Avatar or whatever blockbuster movie, you you look and say, okay, what is the core foundational belief that's negative there and say oh yeah that's the one the evil greedy capitalist companies who would stop at nothing to make more profit including wiping out races of people right. or exactly. wiping out the environment or whatever and i mean has there been examples of that in the past are there companies who were bad actors and of course there of course. is mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that's the template for humanity or that's right. the template for the belief structure, the philosophy that you want to live by. Okay, a couple quick things. One is we're going to include, of course, the, the link to prosper that Prosperity TV episode in the show notes uh, and also your blog and, and all, all your Randy information. Uh, I've got to ask you quickly about your new book, Mad Genius, and we're going to hopefully have you on if you'll come back on to talk about that soon. Um but I know it can be pre-ordered already. Uh, it's not quite out yet. Tell us uh, a little bit about that, if you don't mind. I, I mean, I, I read it, and I, I endorse it, and I love it, but tell us about it. Yeah, that's my 10th book, the one I'm the most excited about, uh, because it's about changing the way you think, and that's what we've, we're talking about today, right, is uh, how do you unleash your creative genius? So whether you're looking to create an innovative product you're struggling to, to develop a breakthrough marketing campaign. Maybe you're trying to disrupt an entire industry. Well, to do that, you have to change the way you think. You have to, there's so much programming for habitual thinking and, and erroneous premises out there that you have to blow up to really do breakthrough. And that's what the book is about. So it's uh, it's develop your it's to develop your own creativity or to foster an innovative culture in your organization. How to think in a fresh, unconventional way? Use linear logic, uh, uh, creative logic, critical thinking, all different kind of thinking to to break out of the patterns and unleash the genius, which everyone has, because that's the question I get most. Do you really believe, you know, everybody has genius? Yes, I really do believe everybody has genius and in, in all different ways. And we can nurture that genius 
to make it stronger. And that's why I wrote the book. Uh, and yeah, you could, you could pre-order it on Amazon or you could pre-order it on my site. The deal is if you pre-order it on Amazon, you're going to get an Amazon discount. If you pre-order it on my site, you're going to get a very sexy uh, ebook, My Secrets of Leadership, which is a $17 value. So you choose what you want. If you want the lower price, buy it on Amazon. If you want to get that ebook on the secrets of leadership, then they could buy it at my site, which is just randygage.com forward slash mad genius. Fantastic. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Again, his new book is Mad Genius, a manifesto for entrepreneurs. Be sure and pick it up at his site. Randy Gage, thank you and best of success with your book. Hey, thanks. Always great to be on. The main lesson I received from Randy is that when it comes to prosperity, we must always, always check our premises and not buy into messages and people that tell us that our natural state is anything but prosperity. How do you do in this regard? What action steps are you planning on taking in order to build yourself in this area? Please feel free to write me at bob at berg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the new expanded edition of the book. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver Podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.